It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked Locked On. Locked Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. And we're going to talk about the NFL playoffs, Unlock Draft Monday, some Cowboys news. But before we do that, Landon, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. I mean, uh, those are some great games that we just watched over the weekend. I think it's uh, we got really close to my... Uh, Super Bowl prediction of, uh, or not prediction, but my moneymaker, right, of uh, Cincinnati and uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it didn't quite work out that way. Uh, no no Shanahan lead is safe, apparently. Uh, no Andy Reid lead, lead is safe either, right? True. I, true. I saw a stat, I think, today that the last couple teams to blow like a four or 10-point lead in the fourth quarter were like all Andy Reid and Shanahan teams. It's like it's, it's happened. It's nuts. That's yeah. crazy. Um, all right. So first and foremost, I, I need you to update me. What's what's Los Angeles like right now with the Rams and the Super Bowl? Do they care? The, Man, this- uh, the, the fireworks were going off last <laughs> night. There were car fires. Uh, I I mean, you know, I think I think some people recognize that the, the, the Rams are going back to the Super Bowl. But outside of that, uh, it, it wasn't like uh, the city was shut down or anything like that. Uh, if anything, I think they were, you know, happy to just have some visitors from San Francisco down for a couple hours, and then uh, and then just kind of send them on their way, and 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 none the wiser as to what happened in uh, in Inglewood yesterday afternoon. Uh, I saw yesterday. Oh man, football in Los Angeles is great. By the way, I saw a girl. She was she had a Sony Michelle jersey on, and she was clearly like taking pictures for her Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. This makes me realize how much I hate Los Angeles football. Like this is this is the problem with it, right? <laughs> well, I mean, look, let's 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 be clear. I mean, let's not put let's first of all, I don't know if the Rams are a good indication of Los Angeles football. They've been a, a lot of Johnny come lately in this, in this town. I don't even know that frankly half the city realizes that the Rams are back in Los Angeles yet. Uh, well, if anything, we're gonna judge. Los Angeles football, as we should, based on USC and UCLA football, okay. which that's been terrible for the last decade too. So, yeah, Los Angeles football has not been great for since basically Vince Young ran over uh, the 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 Trojans, USC, yep. USC, and the, the Rose Bowl about ten or eleven years ago. Oh man, this is so good. All right, let, let's talk about these games and some of our biggest takeaways from them. So let's let's start with the Chiefs. Bengals game and we're going to get into Cowboy stuff and this Mm -hmm. some of this will tie into but uh what did you think about that game because my goodness did you know that Patrick Mahomes in the second half and in overtime had a combined 16 net passing yards yeah I mean I I gotta say at a certain point when this game reached 
I think at one point, wasn't it 21 to 3? 21 or, to 3, yeah. Yeah. I think right around that point when it reached 21 to 3 is when uh, my daughter and I started playing a pretty serious game of Mario Party. Uh, who are you in Mario Party, by the way? What would you say? Who's your Who's your character in Mario Party? Who do you well, like? Well, let, let me be clear. My daughter chooses every single time <laughs> I, I am, so I don't get a choice. So usually I end up as Wario, which is pretty <laughs> appropriate because I do a nice Wario. Uh, but no, I mean, I'm sitting there playing, you know, Mario Party, and and I, and I have the game on in my laptop, and I'm watching it with the sound off, right? And, I, and we're playing, and so I'll play a, a mini game, and then I'll check back over. It, it was crazy how quickly things advanced, right? Like the 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 Mahomes interception, uh, and then suddenly, uh, you know, it's it, it's like after that. Uh, uh, some kind of switch went off in Mahomes' head or yeah. something, right? Yeah. Like it's just after that moment, uh, you know, just one one thing, one little bit of adversity for Kansas City, uh, and it felt like it, it suddenly that whole game flipped on its head. Suddenly, the Kansas City couldn't move the ball. Uh, Cincinnati's defense started getting a little bit of a pass rush going and started harassing Mahomes, uh, and Mahomes did not handle it well. I mean, I think that's really the big my big takeaway from what happened in the second half is that um, the, the Bengals obviously started getting a little bit more of a pass rush, and, and really the, the tale of the tape is that Mahomes didn't handle it well. I mean, you know, yeah. made some self self uh, self forced errors, you know, unforced errors on his own part, and 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 kind of uh, had opportunities to. You know, not even not even necessarily have to make the big play, just make a play, make a you know, get play. a first yeah. down, get get you know get just get something going in order to kind of prevent Cincinnati to have the opportunities to go back and get the ball yeah. back and score. Uh, but they didn't seem to be able to do it. And 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 I, honestly, I thought the I thought the game was going to be over. You know, when they Mahomes took that sack at the end of the game, like I, I thought, thought he fumbled. Yeah. 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 And I, I thought, you know, I thought the game was basically going to be over at that point and they managed to limp their way into the overtime. And then, you know, it's, yeah. they didn't do anything from there either. So I couldn't, I was shocked. I mean, cause I basically had, you know, obsessively turned the game off and was playing Mario party. Like I said, and then it's like every single, like yeah. every, you know, I, I would check back. It, I mean, frankly, it was like our game of Mario Party where uh, my daughter was losing the entire time. And then suddenly you get into the bonus round and she's getting all the stars. And what's happening? Suddenly the, the, the reigning champion is out of the tournament. Uh, that's that's basically what happened in the game, too. It's just, it was very sudden and and just, and, 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 and like, and, and when Kansas City realized what was happening, it's like they they couldn't do anything to yep. correct it. They couldn't they couldn't save themselves. Well, and we saw the same thing in the the Rams 49er game, right? Game yeah. was 17-7. The 49ers had the ball and completely controlled the game. And yep. then just couldn't get a stop on defense. And then when Stafford did throw him the ball, they didn't <laughs> intercept it, right? Yeah. Tart dropped it. And it's kind of completely changed that entire game. Um I, I have one big takeaway from the playoffs that I want to get to in a little bit, but any more thoughts on the, uh, the Rams 49ers game before we move on? Well, I mean, I was just saying, you know, with Kansas city, uh, you know, it was shocking to watch that happen with Mahomes because yeah. you just felt like every time he was going to get the ball back, he was going to get an opportunity with San Francisco when it happened to them. And Jimmy got that ball back with, I mean, what was it like two minutes minute left and 45 to go, seconds or something 45 like that. seconds, like two yeah. timeouts. Right. Uh, I, I didn't have any confidence it was going to happen. Even no, though he just, did it in week 18, the same exact situation, he did it. I agree with you. I, he didn't, he, 
I had no confidence that he was going to be able to go down there and get a field goal. Shout out to Jeff Garcia. It's good, 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 good for you. Hear from you, buddy. <laughs> uh, so good, uh, so good. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar into your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, with most Built Bars containing only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. And there's so many great flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and so many more. In fact, Built is always coming up with new limited time flavors, so check out Built.com often and see what's new. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% at Built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon. My takeaway through the playoffs, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts, is depth is fantastic at getting you to the playoffs, right? Like, and depth a lot of times is what decides whether you're the one seed or the two seed or the six seed, right? Like having a lot of depth is super, super important. But when you get to the playoffs and you get in these big games, it's the stars that actually decide them. Look at the Bengal game yesterday. There was a third and nine in which the offensive line completely broke down and Joe Burrow escaped and made a play. A couple of plays later, he hits Jamar Chase on a slant that gives him a first down. Uh, they score a touchdown on defense. Trey Hendrickson gets the big-time sack and keeps Mahomes in the pocket, which forces them to, to kick a field goal, right, instead of you know potentially winning the game. Uh, in the 49er game, it's Cooper Cup that catches two touchdowns and goes for 100 yards, and it's Aaron Donald that gets the game-winning sack. Stars win in the Super Bowl. And the Cowboys, listen, the Cowboys stars need to play better because we saw in the playoff game this year, Micah Parsons was really the only star that played well. Other than that, None of them showed up. So what what are your thoughts on that takeaway? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good takeaway. I mean, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, that's why you need these guys on your team is because they're the difference makers. And, and you know, when you get to the playoffs, I mean, you know, this, we, we talk about all the time styles make fights and, and there's, you know, interesting matchups. But at the end of the day, I mean, you're, you're always talking, especially this deep into the playoffs, you're talking about four incredibly talented teams. Uh, and yeah. you know the 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 daylight between these two teams is not very big, you know much. Yeah. It's it's there's not a lot of 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 uh, of talent difference between these these four teams because they're all very talented teams, and because of the limitations that are put on on NFL teams as far as team building goes, it's it's really hard to build a a juggernaut that is uh, you know. Um, orders of magnitude more talented than the next more ta- yep. most talented. Yep. So 
Ultimately, Although we might need... get one in the Super Bowl here. I feel like the Rams are far more talented than the Bengals, right? That may be the case, right? Like, but yeah. I think it's, the, but I still think that that's still relative to correct. You know, yeah. like the four that we're playing, right? It's, oh yeah, it's, they're all they're it's... all very very talented teams. And and so I think at the at the end of the day, you know, the the difference is not usually in in the kind of middle part, the lower part of your roster, which mm-hmm. you know usually the teams that make it this far are good enough in roster allocation and, and kind of getting their talent where it needs to be to, to kind of get them there. It's the, it's, it's the guys at the top, right. That, that are separating themselves from other guys at the top on the other team. Um, I would say that the only difference there is Cincinnati. It feels like Cincinnati doesn't necessarily, I mean, their defense clearly played incredible at the end of the game yesterday, yep. Yep. but I, I mean, it don't feel like they necessarily have this incredibly super talented defense. They just had a defense that played extremely opportunistic, which, you know, can be yeah. enough. Right. But at the same time, I will say like, they've, they've made a lot of big improvements to their overall talent sure. level. Like Hendrickson sure. is a big signing for them. Right. Sure. And he made big plays, even Chidobi uh, Awuzie, uh, he had a great season this year and now between him and Mike Hilton and some of the other corners, like they just have a, a really good team. They just don't maybe have the stars that some of the other. Yeah. I guess that's the, that's what I was going to yeah. say is that I wouldn't necessarily call Hendrickson a star or, or, or Chudobi. But he's just below that, right? Very good players. Yeah. Yes. Extre- yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think that that's ultimately, you know, where you're going to see kind of the, the difference in the Super Bowl is is that it, it, when your stars and, and look I mean ultimately even in that game it was about how the stars played it was about Mahomes not playing fantastic near the end and and and, and not being able to kind of do what they needed to do to, to win that game and frankly on the, on the on the defense side for Kansas City as well they had opportunities to stop oh, yeah the Bengals they, they didn't make them so nope. uh, I, I agree that I think it is the di- the difference in those kind of high level games because you, you know the middle and the lower part of your roster are mostly the same is is yep. what's going to separate you from the other team is is how well your stars play and I think we like to make this way too simple like I, I know we've had arguments before is Dak an elite quarterback because you need an elite quarterback to to win a Super Bowl well we don't have Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes aren't all in the Super Bowl right and I think listen. Burrow is having a great year and Matt Stafford's having a really good year, but I think almost everybody would put them somewhere between, what do you think? The fifth to 12th best quarterback going into the season at least. Right. I mean, look, I think you look at all four of these games, all four of these teams at both of these games. And it wasn't exactly a case where uh, there's the brass ring and, and this, and this team took it. I mean, it was both the case that both of these teams played pretty poorly at different yeah. points. All yeah. four of these teams played poorly at different points in that game. So it's not like, you know, one team is dominant and, and, and playing incredible football. and That's how they got to the Super Bowl. All four of these teams played like crap at some point on Sunday. Uh, it's just a matter of the timing and, and, and who was playing well at the end of the game versus the rest of the game. Yeah, as good as the Bengals defense was in the, uh, in the yeah. second half. <laughs> these are their drives in the first half. Uh, on, on defense, 11 plays, 84 yards, touchdown, first drive of the game. Uh, seven plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Eight plays, 72 yards, touchdown. Seven yeah. plays, 80 yards, and a half. They made a nice tackle on Tyreek Hill at the one-yard line. Uh, if they didn't do that, they would have given up touchdowns on the first four drives of the game. So, like, they really struggled to open up, but they made the plays at the end that they needed to win. I don't know. I just – Football's a team game, and it's why we yeah. love it so much. And I know we like to say that quarterbacks are super important, and they are, of course, because they, they give you such a high floor. But, man, sometimes you just need your other stars to go out there and make plays and win games. And and football's not a clean game, 
And that's the no. other thing, too, that no. people need to remember is that you need to be able to win dirty because you're not going to be able to play a completely clean game nope. where you execute nope. perfectly uh-huh. every single time. And, and and because you have the best players and the best plays, you're going to win. Like, I think the Cincinnati game was an ex- example is that it the, the football still makes you earn it, still makes you prove yeah. it. Uh, and if you're having a bad day that day, that's all it takes. You know, you, this isn't a get best of three or best of five nope. series. It's it's right now. Like either you're gonna yep. do it right now or you're, you're not going to the next week. And uh, that's probably one of the best parts about the NFL playoffs is that uh, it's it's very much in the moment. You're not gonna get another opportunity. You gotta yep. take take control of it while you have the chance. So we saw the Rams kind of go all in this year, right? Trading for Von Miller, trading two first round picks for Stafford a couple of years ago, trading for Ramsey. Do you think that's something that – I'm not saying trade first-round picks, but the Cowboys kind of being in a championship window, do you think they should be more aggressive in trying to go win that Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a tough call. I mean, I, I, you know, look, I I think for for as much as they went all in and they got really close to not getting in, you know what I'm saying? And and a team in in San Francisco that does not impose – that kind of uh, of of thought process, they were able to beat the Rams multiple times this year, and then you know they weren't able to hold on at the end. So I, I think there is always this uh, over analysis, not over analysis, but like this uh, 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 this belief that no matter what the teams did to get to the Super Bowl, that that's, that's the, the right optimal answer. way to do it. I that's the that. best way to do it, and that's and that's I think poor long-term planning. And frankly, if, if you buy into that, you're going to have a franchise that's constantly chasing its tail because you're going to be exactly. ch- chasing different uh, franchise building methodologies yep. because each one of these teams is kind of yes. different. Yes, it did work for the Rams, but I mean, honestly, all they need, they're one Jaquiste Tart uh, caught interception exactly. from being like, why did you do this? Why did you mortgage your future? And, and then, you know, only to give it up in the NFC championship. Yep. So, Go ahead. I was just say I agree with you. I I think the Cowboys need to be a little bit more aggressive. Not not yeah. necessarily think they have to trade every first round pick between now and twenty twenty nine in order to do that. But I do think they need to be aggressive. I agree with you though. Like just trying to chase what the current Super Bowl contenders are doing or you know representatives is a bad way to do business. Just like it's going to be a bad way for teams this draft cycle to look for the next Micah Parsons, right? Yep. Hey, the Cowboys had so. success with this linebacker. Let's let's see if we can find a linebacker that can play edge. It's just a bad way of trying to do things. You're always going to be behind the cycle, right? Yeah, absolutely. And 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 again, it ignores the idea that there are multiple ways to do yeah. this, and that's the key thing, right? It's find a methodology that you're comfortable with that you feel like you can have success in. And again, somebody put it said it perfectly yesterday. The NFL is like playing Russian roulette with uh, uh, 30, 31 bullets. You know what I'm saying? Like only one team is going to is gonna say that they did it, you know? And, and if we completely ignore and dismiss every single thing and, and, and identify every single thing that the other 31 teams did as bad and incorrect as the methodology for winning the Super Bowl – you're going to really be bad because you're going to be constantly changing and chasing your tail and, 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 and not believing in your, in what you need to do. Luck. We need to recognize that luck plays a huge factor in a huge. lot of this stuff, huge factor. And so what you, the best you can do is put your team in the best position to take advantage of those uh, lucky situations. And if the ball bounces your way, be ready to receive the benefit of, of that luck and, and, and take advantage of it. I agree. 
Uh, all right, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about GetUpside. Our listeners are earning cash back for every single gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. Cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more. On your first tank, some people who drive a lot are making up to $200 to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash automatically gets added to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card. Uh, just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon. It's a, uh, a mock draft Monday here on the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We haven't done this in a long time, so this is this is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm looking at a, a, a most uh, recent updated mock draft from CBS Sports. And they have the Cowboys drafting at pick number 22, or excuse me, pick number 24, Nicobe Dean, linebacker from Georgia. Um, he's not going to be at the Senior Bowl, um, which is a little unfortunate, but uh, we, we've both watched Nicobe Dean. How do you feel about the Cowboys drafting a linebacker in the first round once again? You know, I, I get it. I, I mean, I, obviously, there's a need there, especially if you know if and when uh, Leighton Vander Esch walks, and you, you, you don't. I mean, ultimately, it's kind of also a decision of what what do you want to do with Micah Parsons? You know, is the idea just to kind of continue to use him as this movable chess piece? And if that's the case, you definitely need a linebacker because you, you yeah. you're almost at a point where you felt pigeon held to 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 force him to play linebacker simply because he didn't have any enough talent there. And you felt like you had more talent to pass rusher with, yep. uh, with Lawrence and with Gregory, uh, you know, and I think the question is what happens if Gregory comes back? I mean, I think all these are, all these are things that are going to feed into this decision in some way or another, but I think regardless, you're going to need a linebacker. I mean, just because you're about to lose a number of them, you probably need to draft someone who's going to be a starter. Yep. Uh, and I mean, because you you can't guarantee that what Cox is going to do when he comes back. You hope that he can come in and mix it up and take that spot, but you can't be sure. Yep. So drafting someone as talented and like Nicobe Dean and pairing him with Micah Parsons could really you know do something for your defense that is incredible. I mean, you talk about having a guy like Micah Parsons who's a transcendent player, a player that guys are going to you know uh, the teams are going to try to chase right this year and Nicobe Dean's going to be one of those guys right that's going to get the Micah Parsons mm -hmm. comparison of uh, a guy who can attack who can do a little bit of everything who has athleticism to spare uh, you know Dean is a guy that when you watch in the Georgia defense I mean I think we talked about it right I was actually scouting uh, a different linebacker Channing Tindall and, yeah Channing Tindall and I couldn't stop watching 17 and then I later I knew who I knew who uh uh 
who he was, but I, I later, it wasn't until later that you pointed out that that was him. And I was like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those guys who kind of pops out on tape. And I think pairing him with, with, with someone like Parsons gives you a lot of flexibility to do a lot with both of these two guys. It, and it gives you someone who can kind of play off of Parsons a little bit. Uh, having said all that though, I, it just, I feel like there's a lot of needs in this team and, and linebackers, certainly one of them, I don't love taking linebackers in the first round. Uh, you know, Parsons <laughs> yeah. is obviously the exception because of what he can do and what what he provides to the team. I don't know if Dean is is that kind of pressure player, right? Like, and I think that's really what gives Parsons that sort of value well above yeah, he's not. I mean, he, linebacker. He can blitz, but he's not a rusher, right? Yeah. So I think, you know, it's it's a good pick. I love the Kobe Dean. I just, you know, first round linebacker, especially with where the team is right now, I just, I think you spent one on last year. You spent one three years ago, uh, four years ago, rather. Is it time to kind of, you know, maybe wait until the second round to get a linebacker, see what's available? I don't know. We're definitely early days in these mock yeah, yeah. drafts, and and these are more about kind of nat- matching names to, to 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 organizations. So, uh, I, would I hate it? I absolutely would not hate it. I just would like to know kind of what the Cowboys' other options are before being excited about drafting another linebacker. So, you also watched Devin Lloyd. Did you like Lloyd better? I I gotta say, I, I yes, I watched Devin Lloyd, and again, I'm I'm coming at this in a very terrible order. I saw that he's like a top fifteen pick. Is that right? Like, is he? Yeah, is he I, I think that kind of player. Pretty sure I saw uh, Mel Kiper had him like sixth or seventh on his board. I don't see that, man. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I think he's a good player for sure. He's a very good player. Uh, it, first round linebacker, yeah, I for sure. Man, top fifteen, top ten. It's, it's kind I, of where maybe, this class I, maybe, is it, maybe I need to watch more. Maybe no, I need no, to see more. But, so I that was my thing too. It's like I don't say a top ten player, like a special special linebacker, but like a mid first round, late first round. Yeah. I, I see that. I, I compared him to Fred Warner, and I think that's a, a, a okay. you know if he turned out to be Fred Warner, that's fantastic. Yeah, I kind of think Nicobe Dean fits Dallas a little bit better though. To be honest, why is that? Because he he is just more natural at the position, right? Mm-hmm. He, now he's quite a bit smaller than, than Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd's like 6'3", 235. The Dean's six foot two yeah. twenty five, maybe soaking wet. Yeah. But I just feel like he has the, the instinct, the play quickness to just cover everything up in, in the middle of the field. So if you want to use Parsons as a blitzer or an edge rusher, that's fine because Dean is going to make every single tackle in the middle of the field on top of that he's really good in coverage i i'm with you i don't love spending first round picks on linebackers i, I just I kind of think dean's a perfect a perfect fit with yeah Parsons. no I, I agree and you look at lloyd and lloyd does seem to be lloyd's gonna get the micah parsons bump yeah right? he's like, bigger like, and he can rush a little bit and yeah. he's similar right yeah, yeah like you see him from at least from what i saw i saw yeah. him lining up as an outside linebacker rushing yeah. the passer from a two-point stance like he's actually got some pass rush chops uh, I don't know if I, I mean I don't know if and and really that's the problem right these yeah. are the guys that are going to get overdrafted this year because oh he could rush the passer and he plays linebacker oh he must be Mike Parsons he's very fast so he must be Mike Parsons right yeah uh, so that's the and and I think to kind of to your point if he were to fall to Dallas and you took him it's almost like you have two of the same which 
which sounds great, but honestly, what you need is someone uh, as a, who plays well as a true linebacker, yep. so that Parsons can do what he's yep. able to do, yep. right? Like you want somebody to come in and actually be a good, like true off-ball linebacker, so that you can deploy P- Micah Parsons the way you want. So, uh, yeah, I think well, I can understand why Lloyd's the 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 higher Better prospect. prospect. Yep. But I, I think for the Cowboys, you're right. You know, for what you're looking for, you want a pure linebacker to kind of allow Parsons to do his thing. The Kobe Dean just reminds me of Roquan Smith in all the good ways, yep. right? Like yep. the guy that when he when he sees what's going on, he's going to be there and make the tackle. It's kind of the job of a linebacker, right? And if you if he's not going to blitz or if he's not going to be a rusher, which he's not, he he's pretty good on the the stunts and all that kind of stuff. But I, I just feel like him and Parsons together would be just so difficult for defenses to handle uh, because like on, you know, against the 49ers, now you have two guys who can run sideline to sideline. You can have a guy that can come play edge and give Trent Williams fits. And you have a guy that can cover in the middle of the field. I, I just, I love the pairing of the potential pairing there. That's all. He's definitely more of a Quinn type line off ball linebacker too. Yeah. Just fits that profile yeah. undersized speed. You know, I mean, it may be, Maybe the comparison is Deion Jones with a little bit more instincts, right? And we saw Dan Quinn turn that player into a, an all-pro linebacker. Wouldn't shock me if the Dallas Cowboys had some interest. I don't think Dean's going to be a top 15 pick just because I think teams are probably going to be scared off by small linebacker. He's not going to fit every scheme necessarily. No, no. But this one I think he does. I really yeah, absolutely. do. So. Uh, all right. Well, we've got plenty of uh, draft talks still to go. We've got the Senior Bowl. Uh, practices start tomorrow. We're going to get to your questions tomorrow uh, as well. We'll start with some coverage of the Senior Bowl Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, some of the biggest winners, biggest losers. Uh, so make sure you guys are downloading the podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at BCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.